Listeners, welcome to this extremely special episode of the Business of Wellness. I am here to talk today about one of my most favorite topics, and that is Vanderpump Rules. Now, I understand if you are a listener of this podcast, you might be thinking, what exactly does she have to say about Vanderpump Rules, and why is she talking about it in this forum? And boy, do I have a treat for you. (laughs) So today's episode is the unsung hero of Scandaball. Now, if you are not familiar with Vanderpump Rules, no worries. This episode is still for you because we're going to talk about one of the greatest things to come of Scandaball that is actually a, a real wellness powerhouse that no one is talking about enough. And that is sandwiches. Now, if you watch the show, you may know what I'm talking about already. I'm going to get into all of it. I provide a little bit of a background, but I really want to talk about why I see this as a white space in the wellness industry, what I think is so smart about the these two main players on Vanderpump Rules, Ariana Maddox and, uh, and Katie Maloney, who are starting something about her, a sandwich shop in Los Angeles, and why I think this product positioning is really a powerful potential game changer for food and beverage on on the whole and why I think it's a real nutrient powerhouse that we're just not talking enough about from a health perspective. So yes, folks, the next generation of wellness looks like women starting businesses and making sandwiches. And it might sound basic and it might sound kind of, you know, in some ways it can kind of sound a little bit retrograde, but I think it's anything but. I'm going to tell you all about why and more in this episode. But in the meantime, I've got to remind you, as always, if you enjoy this episode, if you like what you hear, feel free to leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Your questions, you can leave them there. I will get to them. I do look at all of the reviews and I make sure to check for those of you who are taking the time to leave one. I know that it can kind of seem like a little bit of a pain, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. This podcast really only grows with your support. So I appreciate it beyond measure. Now, I think it is that time, my friends. It's time to get into the unsung wellness hero of Scandaval. It is sandwiches, and we're going to have a blast talking about the what, the why, the how, the brand positioning, and the evolution that is about to come to the wellness industry at large. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this episode. All right, my friends, let's deep dive on sandwiches, why they are an unsung wellness hero in general, and why they're the unsung hero of Scandaval. All right, so just to catch everyone up, for those who are unfamiliar with Vanderpump Rules and with Scandaval, which has been rocking the media everywhere. I mean, it has made national news. It's been on CNN. It's been in the New York Times. It's been on Fox. It's been in the New York Post. I mean, seriously, I it's... It, we could spend an entire other podcast episode discussing why this became such a national news story. But for those who are unfamiliar, long story short, this is a reality TV show that centers around Lisa Vanderpump, a real housewife of Beverly Hills, former real housewife of Beverly Hills, who also has this spinoff show called Vanderpump Rules about her, um, really her time in the food and beverage industry. She is a restaurateur. She has opened numerous establishments. I want to say it's up to 40 um, around the world. I think most of them are in Los Angeles, but I could be wrong about that. I, I am not I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on Vanderpump Rules because again, I am newer to this show. But what I want to talk to you guys about today is the the this sort of little 
this little glimmer of hope in the saga that is Scandaval. Long story short, one of the main couples in this show, Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox, were together for nine years. She found out that he was cheating on her with one of her best friends, who is also a cast member on the show. Now, why? what in in God's name? I mean, (laughs) Jackie, how did you get here? That's what you're probably thinking right now, and I get it. I absolutely get it. Um, so why am I talking about it here? Because there, it, the undercurrent of the show itself has a lot to do with the food and beverage industry. And one thing that's really noteworthy about some of the topics, some of the themes that have been covered on the show is that there are, there are effectively these two couples. There's Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox. This is last season. The two of them were still together at that point. And another couple, Katie Maloney and Tom Schwartz, they are since divorced. Each of these two couples, the, the women of the, of the couples was during the course of the last season starting their own business. They were starting a sandwich shop. Now, this may sound like, how is this groundbreaking? And I, I get it, but I'm going to tell you why I think sandwiches are the unsung wellness hero of Scandaval and why I think there is so much potential in this market. So something that's so unique about their positioning around sandwiches is that they wanted to bring the idea of sandwiches. And this was said in some of the last episodes of the show. I think it got brought up again, even at the Vanderpump Rules reunion, is that a main reason why they started this business in particular is because so much of the sandwich market is very male dominated, right? I mean, I just think of like a hallmark example, a really popular one when I was in college is Jimmy John's. Another really famous, infamous one rather is Subway. I, I mean, Subway has some great, great um, options, probably one of the best options among the sandwich chains that are out there, but they have been racked with scandal, <laughs> I mean, not not necessarily Scandaval, honestly, a lot darker. There's, I think, an HBO Max documentary about Jared from Subway right now. Not a pretty scene, and, and we don't have time to get into all of that today. But what I thought was really interesting is that in the final episode of the of Vanderpump Rules this season, they, they had this kind of soft launch of the sandwich shop. The sandwich shop is going to be called Something About Her. And basically, the sandwiches, the, the one sandwich that they featured had these kind of like feminine-esque touches to the the entire packaging and branding. They were kind of like neatly tied sandwiches. They looked to be, at least to me, the outsider. Perhaps I'm just seeing what I want to see, but they looked like they were on 100% whole grain bread. They also looked like they were filled with vegetables. This is something that is, you are, it's a very tough time out there. If you want to find a sandwich that is naturally filled with vegetables, you can find ones where you can add on your own veggies. And we're going to get into that in just a sec, but it's very hard to find options out there that are really wholesome, really nutritious, and really speak to what sandwiches are meant to be, which is a truly nourishing delicious, satisfying meal. Now, I think sandwiches have gotten a bad rap in general, but what I love about this brand positioning um, from these two, from especially from Ariana Maddox, who is one of the main stars who has been, who is the the scorned, you know, the, the woman scorned of Scandaval. However, I mean, she would certainly not describe it like that. I mean, I've listened to a number of interviews, seen her on the reunion, really saying, you know, Tom is the one that lost out in this, and absolutely, that is completely true. But what I think is an amazing point that is not being talked about enough is just how much this could really benefit and skyrocket this business. Now, the sandwich shop, something about her, has not launched yet. 
But what is, or I'm sorry, it has launched, but it's not quite open yet. I actually tried to get a menu so that I could share a little bit of that with you guys today, but it's not yet available. So I'm relying on what I've currently seen uh, written about something about her online and what um, what appears to be coming, what's been shown on the show already. And I was really struck by this positioning. I really think this is a unique opportunity in this particular space. We are all looking for more nutritious, more health-promoting lunch options that you can eat on the go. There is nothing that really encapsulates, that epitomizes that better than sandwiches themselves. I mean, they are the ultimate to-go food, but they're also something that is so truly like unifyingly American. I mean, so many of us love sandwiches. It Getting a great sandwich is something that, it, you know, that's like hard to find, but when you do, you're so excited about it. And finding ones that have fresh and nutritious options available is also a little bit hard to come by. So I, I think this has the power to go, honestly, gangbusters. I think this is a huge wellness industry related move. And because it's such a real nutrition powerhouse, as opposed to some of the bullshit that you see coming up, popping up all over LA, like everything, all of the content that comes out of Erwan Market, for example, I think this has tremendous potential. So let's talk a little bit about what makes a sandwich great and therefore why and what some of the things that Something About Her is already doing and what they can do more of in order to really position themselves as the leader in the sandwich category and why I think this really has national potential. So if you, it's not, a, not already clear to you guys, my general stance on sandwiches, they are the best. <laughs> I'd even go so far as to call them the ultimate power lunch order. But I do recognize that finding store-bought or takeout versions that are nutritious, satisfying, and delicious can take time and effort. So a little bit of home prep in a more traditional sense can automatically make that midday meal more nutrient-dense and energizing. The other thing I love about sandwiches is the convenience factor. You don't have to make anything from scratch. You just have to organize ingredients that you already have, which I think is going to be huge, particularly in a quick-serve operation like the Something About Her sandwich shop. My main gripe with sandwiches in general from a nutrition-related standpoint is that when we're shopping for prepared meals or placing restaurant and takeout orders, bread and rolls are the number one source of sodium in the American diet, about 60%, according to the 2020-2025 Dietary Guidelines for Americans. Um, they recommend capping sodium at, at 2,300 milligrams per day, and we consume about 300. Oh, man. Let me say that again. The 2020-2025 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommend capping sodium at 2,300 milligrams per day, and we're consuming about 3,400 milligrams per day, which contributes significantly to high blood pressure and increased risk of heart disease and stroke. The overall sodium content in sandwiches specifically are dependent on, on three big factors. So if you are currently the quote-unquote restaurant consultant that is working with Ariana Maddox and Katie Maloney, <laughs> you're going to want to listen to this, all right? The sodium content is dependent on the type of bread that we use, the protein that we're choosing, and the type of cheese that we include. However, I can easily understand hearing this and thinking, well, great, you know, I might as well order a salad. But not so fast, because making an overall more nutritious sandwich and more satisfying lunch meal on the whole means making fewer 
um, just a few small tweaks to these ingredients. And as a general rule of thumb, considering how you can add more veggies and more fruit to your meals and snacks throughout the day, including that sandwich meal, which can make a huge impact on the overall nutrient quality of that meal while also providing a mindset shift that if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you certainly know already, right? One that comes from restriction and goes toward inclusion that I consider really a necessity toward improving your overall health and well-being. There's also science to back this up. The core principles to eating to reduce blood pressure and improve cardiovascular health emphasize key vitamins and minerals found in veggies, fruit, 100% whole grains, pulses, nuts, seeds, plain, unsweetened dairy products, seafood, and some lean, simply prepared poultry and beef, all of which make for stellar sandwich ingredients. Now, I wouldn't be talking about this topic in general with you guys if I didn't think this already had the bones to be stellar sandwich shop ingredients. Something about her, the the sandwich that was highlighted on the show in one of the last episodes of this season was a Greek salad sandwich and honestly made my mouth water. I was like, this is how you do it, guys. You're doing it right. Um, the main thing that I would want to emphasize more than anything is that the best way to make a more nutritious sandwich is to think about any sandwich first by assessing what you're in the mood to eat, which is really more of a consumer tip than it is for, for something about her as a brand. So that's a little nugget for you guys. What are you actually in the mood to eat? Because so much of us find ourselves grabbing sandwiches, you know, as a kind of afterthought of like the Preda, I think about the Preda Manger sandwiches. I've seen a number of those recently. I just have a video I posted um, uh, about a week or two ago on Pret uh, options, on more nutritious options at Pret. Um, <clears throat> but we're usually finding ourselves at those places when we're in a pinch, when we're kind of in a bind, right? So I think it's really important to assess what are you in the mood for and then using the bread as an opportunity to add more 100% whole grains to your day, piling on those veggies of all types and in every sandwich scenario, making them the star of the lunch order, and then adding some delicious and flavorful toppings and add-ons. So some of the sandwich tips that I wrote about in Dressing on the Side. I want to share those with you here because I think that they are relevant both for you as a consumer and for anyone who is listening to this going, I'm starting a sandwich shop or I am currently thinking about my next restaurant move. So I think this is it's critical to kind of go through some of these. So when you make veggies the star of the show, you automatically make for a more nutritious sandwich order. So I recommend starting by piling on as much as you want of those dark leafy greens, mixed types of lettuce, cabbage, whatever resembles roughage to you. <laughs> Add your favorite veggie toppers like sliced tomato, cucumber, onion, mushroom, sprouts, zucchini, peppers, eggplant. Use leftovers if you have them, if you're making your sandwich at home, if you're a consumer listening to this for a side salad and dress with lemon juice or olive oil or whatever you think is the most delicious topping to you that will help those flavors of the veggies stand out. Then we got to get to the bread and we're going to get into more about bread in a sec. But choosing 100% whole grain options with at least three grams of fiber per serving is your best bet. When you're shopping for bread at home, the first words on the ingredients list should be whole grain, not, not enriched wheat flour. It's common code for white bread in disguise. All right, so next you're going to choose your lean protein. That's going to be four ounces or so of, let's say, skinless chicken or turkey breast. If you're going in on meat, roast beef is a great option. Um, but you can also look for lower sodium brands at the deli counter and choose rotisserie options. That's probably my number one tip for choosing a lower sodium protein um, is to talk to someone who's at the deli counter and see what they have available that is going to be made with less salt. 
I would also say that every good sandwich has to have some fat. Now, mayo is fine. I think mayo gets kind of a bad rap for whatever reason. I'm not sure. But it is higher in fat than other condiments. About two tablespoons of it is about 100 calories versus 60 calories in the same amount of hummus. Um, but otherwise, opting in on a flavor flavorful spread of two tablespoons of hummus or an avocado these also provide fiber and protein as well as a little bit of fat in there. So you will get some of those extra satisfying benefits of choosing those options as well. Now, I'd say you've also got to add some cheese, in my personal opinion. But for those of you who are listening to this going, I don't eat cheese or I don't like cheese or I'm lactose intolerant, then this is certainly an optional optional one. But I think from a restaurant standpoint, having multiple options where you can modify the uh, the cheese add-on if you want to have that or not have that, I think that's a critical component because a lot of people may opt out of having cheese on the sandwich. Um, but adding a little extra deliciousness, one ounce of cheese. So let's say like one thick cut slice. That's about eight grams of protein. I mean, that can make a whole meal more satisfying. And that's not nothing, right? I mean, you guys know, like I'm always talking about adding sources of fiber and protein to meals and snacks to make them more satisfying. So doing that in the form of cheese can be a powerful add-on if that's available to you. My last kind of step in building a more nutritious and delicious sandwich is to give it a kick. So seasoning your sandwich with two tablespoons of spicy Dijon mustard, salsa, roasted veggie tapenades like red pepper will boost flavor without racking up calories and often without racking up too much sodium, especially if you're choosing fresh options like a fresh salsa. So what are some easy ways to add more nutrients to any sandwich? So produce is going to be your number one best bet. I mean... I would say that having a mix, especially if you are working at in menu development at Something About Her, having options that combine both raw and cooked veggies could can be a really surprising way to make something that is a little bit sweet green inspired, but bringing it to a sandwich shop. That's really where I'm coming from when I think about all of the potential for this business and for these two women who are starting it. I think it is such an amazing and really brave move to start a restaurant business, an in-person restaurant shop in 2023, especially after we're coming out of the pandemic where we've seen these businesses really suffer, that the idea of being able to have something that is kind of inspired by Sweetgreen, but better because it's a sandwich shop, their branding elements are do feel like really leveled up and really unique and special to the time and place and experience. And again, you guys have heard me say this more times than I can even count, but experience matters so much when you are starting a new restaurant business. You want your customers to leave feeling like you have created a really unique time, place, experience for them to have something special. And just from like these cute little ties that were shown on the episode itself of these sandwiches that like are have these kind of like brown paper bag feel, but like an elevated brown paper bag feel, I think that is so perfect. It's exactly what you want. It's like this wholesome, nutritious meal wrapped up in the paper bag, like as if you just grabbed and went, <laughs> grabbed and go from your from home or from a, a local chain like a sweet green. I think that kind of elevated touch is what made made sweet green so initially successful. And now I think, you know, we've tired of it. We've kind of gotten used to the idea that it's a little bit, in my opinion, a mediocre kind of overpriced salad factory. Um, but this by contrast, has the potential to hit the nail on the head for what something like a sweet green was really meant to be. And frankly, people, when you think about sweet green and how they always give you that roll with the order, what's really the difference between a Greek salad sandwich and a Greek salad with a hunk of bread 
on the side. You know what I mean? And in this case, they have endless potential to make theirs more nutritious, especially with this step-by-step guide that I'm providing right here and now. All right. So let's talk about spread strategy for a second on any good sandwich. My best tip for spreads would be to consider these as an opportunity to also add more produce in whatever way works best for you. So like a hummus, avocado, veggie, and herb-based dip, um, multiple types of salsas and bean dips, These are ways to incorporate more vegetables into the actual meal itself without making it like you're biting into an actual salad that's stuffed between bread. You know, my main goal for anyone anywhere who is looking to make more nutritious choices is to consider how you can add more produce into your daily meals and snacks. And what I think is so special about this idea and the idea of something about her and starting this new sandwich shop is that there's endless nutrition upside. There's there's endless nutrition possi- nutrition specific possibilities to make more nutrient dense sandwiches more accessible to more people and i think the angle that they've taken of going with this kind of like feminine side of sandwiches rather than you know arby's we have the meats right which is definitely geared toward male marketing male dominated marketing i think there is tremendous benefit both for bringing that kind of female touch to the branding but also for expanding everyone's palates right i mean Ultimately, you want to get women first as your customers, but the goal would be to get everyone and to get more people through those doors. And personally, I'm ready to go to LA just to try this. I mean, honestly, when is this sandwich shop going to open, ladies? Because I'm ready to go. All right. So let's get into a little bit more about bread, because I think that particularly since the sandwich shop is opening in LA, And because there are so many people that for whatever reason have decided to fear carbohydrates um, under a misplaced and misguided assumption that carbs are quote unquote fattening or make you gain weight, I think this is going to be one to really look out for. So this is what I would recommend as far as both looking for breads for yourself, but if, if, if I were consulting for Ariana and Katie right now about what they should do with their bread game at something about her, this is what I would say. So for anyone everywhere, look for look at labels. Make sure you are choosing 100% whole grain as the first ingredient. I just said this before, but this really bears repeating. It should be the first ingredient on the nutrition facts label. Often refined flour is going to be the first ingredient here, even on quote wheat bread, which is still using refined flour and therefore provides fewer of the benefits of 100% whole grain fiber, minerals, antioxidants that you're actually looking to include by choosing a whole grain bread in the first place, right? It's one thing if you go in choosing white bread, then you're at least knowing that you're choosing white bread, right? But when you order something, and this is a main gripe that I have with Panera, for example, who has a sprouted grain bagel, which is anything but. It's really just enriched wheat flour as the first ingredient, which really means it's just white bread. Then this is going to be an important one. So actually getting this right, I think, would be a huge step for the sandwich space at large, but also for bread in general and for bringing people back to an understanding of what bread should actually look like in order for it to maximize the nutrient-dense potential that it has. And especially for a brand that is trying to position itself as a sort of more elevated and a little bit healthier sandwich shop, then I think this is going to be a key distinction for a for a brand new uh, food and beverage establishment like something about her. Now, another thing to know about bread, the more whole grains and seeds, the better. This is kind of an old school trope, I think, from like 90s commercials, maybe the early 2000s, is looking for a short ingredients list. Well, that is just plain wrong and outdated when it comes to your bread selection, especially if you are choosing 100% whole grain breads, right? So you want ones that have multiple types of grains, 
seeds for extra fiber and versatility of nutrients. I can't say enough about the benefits of having a versatile diet more than anything else. And bread, great place to do it. Dave's Killer Bread is a perfect example of people who are really killing it in this space. So check those out if you haven't tried it already. I do not have a paid sponsorship or relationship with Dave's, but I would love to. So if you work for Dave's, call me. <laughs> okay. Next is to skip flap breads and wraps when you're ordering takeout and dining out. Now, that would be my consumer-facing tip for brands. I would say skip flatbreads and wraps. You don't need them. Despite the marketing, the green color of things like spinach wraps, these are often made with more oil and salt versus traditional bread, so you're always better off choosing regular sliced sandwich bread and including extra veggies inside the sandwich versus from the wraps themselves. Now, I could make that argument about things like cauliflower pizza as well, for example, right? You're just better off getting more of those nutrient-dense veggies on top of that pizza than you are in the crust because you're always going to sacrifice something in that case, right? In this case, you're you're sacrificing the fact that you're actually making a higher in fat and sodium choice by choosing a wrap or a flatbread because they wind up using that extra oil and salt. So you want to be conscious to add those veggies in as part of the spread, as part of the topping, as part of the main ingredient in the mix, but not as a part of that flatbread, bread, any of that. All right. Use extra whole veggies and fruit to switch up your bread selection. Now, this would be interesting. I think this could be kind of fun. Like I used to, we, given my background and experience in editorial, we were always kind of playing around with new ways to shoot things, right? So because magazines are a visual, visual medium, I remember doing a story once that had apple rings instead of like peanut butter and jelly, your, your like traditional peanut butter and jelly. It was like apple ring sandwiches where the peanut butter went in the middle and they, they were cut in circles. They were so cute. Rings. I know it's very obvious, but I think that could be a cute way to like really switch things up. I also love sweet potato, squash rings, or even like sliced banana as a swap for bread. That's always fun to do when you have that on hand. Now that can definitely get slightly more expensive depending on the type of veggies that you eat. So it's really going to depend on your margins, right? Like what can something about her actually afford? <laughs> what what can you, the customer, what do you as the customer want to pay for? And of course, we don't want to lose sight of the fact that a classic sandwich is a great sandwich. So, you know, I wouldn't say to everyone lean so hard into this if you're starting this as your own business, but for the consumer, if you're making if you are making sandwiches at home, it's a fun way to switch things up and it can make for an easy snack that you can kind of, you know, pitch to your kids as banana sushi or banana sandwiches or apple sandwiches, right? It's like a fun way to switch things up a little bit. All right. So for my friends out there who are listening to this and are not starting sandwich businesses, just to give you a couple of additional options and you might want to write these down or I, you know, I'm thinking I'll post these on Instagram as well. Just some of my favorite lower sodium bread options, food for life, sesame and grain bread, Dave's killer bread in general, love them. Sarah Lee butter bread is a lower, op lower sodium option. Angelic bakehouse has some awesome options and they're one of the only breads I've seen in the category that specifically launched positioning themselves as a lower sodium bread choice. Trader Joe's spouted wheat sourdough bread, uh, Nature's Own, Arnold's, Thomas's, Angelic Bakehouse again is on my list. Um, and of, and for those who are looking for corn tortillas, Mission 100% corn tortillas only has 10 milligrams of sodium for two tortillas. You can't really do better than that. All right. In general, let's talk proteins for a sec. So 
When it comes to finding the best and most satisfying swaps for cold cuts, I've really found that recommending that rotisserie poultry is the most flavorful option available. It makes for an automatically juicier and more flavorful meal. And in my experience, any of my clients who have tried this are often questioning why they thought cold cuts were like the only way to experience sandwiches in the first place. The beauty of rotisserie poultry is that because of the prep and cook method, there's no preservation process that requires salting and curing that you see everywhere, even with reduced sodium cold cuts. So even though I'd recommend removing the skin, you're still going to get some of the flavor of any seasoning that's been used to prep. You can also add in any and all toppings and seasoning to make multiple meals and multiple sandwiches from one relatively inexpensive bird. And frankly, Costco, I mean, I'm ordering rotisserie chicken just about twice a week at this point because my dogs go through it like no other. I'm embarrassed to admit that a little bit, but not really because, you know, they deserve the best, don't they? Um, What are some other options, however? Rotisserie chicken or turkey. I also think canned seafood, like capitalizing on the tinned fish of it all, that as a trend right now could be huge for something about her for their menu design. Um, I also think for you, if you're listening at home and thinking, what am I going to have for lunch today? Canned seafood is such a game changer. If you can find ways to add that on top of toast as a part of your avocado toast, if you want to add capers, if you want to add, make it a little bit like smoked salmon and cream cheese inspired. There's so many ways to use canned fish. And I just think it's one of those that with 90% of Americans not eating enough seafood, we need to find more creative and more fun ways to include seafood in our everyday meals and snacks. Why not have it be included in sandwiches, especially for this, you know, this a sandwich brand like something about her that's really trying to go for that slightly elevated and more health focused angle. Eggs, another huge winner. This might be a little tough for a quick serve restaurant. But listen, if McDonald's can serve an egg McMuffin, (laughs) then certainly it's feasible, right? So doing this by making omelets, having egg patties, scrambled, hard-boiled, a less intimidating egg salad, right? Oh my God, I would love to see something about her do an egg salad with like capers and celery and like some extra fresh veggies in the mix. I think that would be just brilliant. Another one that we don't talk about enough is nut butters. I mean, maybe I do. Maybe I do talk about them enough. Maybe I talk about them so much that you guys are tired of hearing about it. But Dream Sandwich is always like a fancy peanut butter and jelly, something that's inspired by childhood but takes it to an elevated next level. And I think the best way to do that is to add fresh or frozen berries in instead of jelly. I think that's something that could easily be done by the Something About Her culinary team Um, that can easily be used to create something that's a little bit more special and adds that fresh produce in there rather than having a sugar-sweetened preserve. Last but not least would be any type of grilled animal protein like grilled shrimp, salmon, tuna, poultry, or a lean cut of beef, right? Like there's a great low-sodium roast beef option from Boar's Head. And You know, I think something about the idea of creating a leftovers-inspired sandwich on the Something About Her menu would be the perfect place to start. I think that's a great way to say, like, to to bring some of the things that we love about home and bring it to that quick-serve, fast-casual operation that is churning out these elevated, cute, healthy sandwiches. We all love our little nostalgia moment, and I think this would be a perfect way to do it. Okay. Let's touch on cheese for just a sec. I know this can be tricky for people who are watching the salt, so a few I'd recommend include Boar's Head Swiss. 
boar's head reduced sodium provolones, Argento reduced sodium shredded cheddar. That's great for omelets and melts like tuna melt. Um, Galbani or polio part skim ricotta cheese. Love these because they're great for people who are maybe not watching the salt on a very strict basis, but are looking to make those more, um, you know, reduced sodium conscious choices. I've often found that recommending cheese that might be higher in sodium, but powerful in flavor like feta versus cheddar can actually work really effectively for people who are trying to cut back on salt overall because they provide that really powerful flavor for less. So you get to use less because you don't actually want to overpower the taste of your sandwich or salad or whatever it is that you're eating. So just something to think about. It doesn't actually have to be that you're switching up the cheese itself. It can be that you are using these higher sodium cheeses, but you're using less of them. Now, in general, when it comes to making and becoming a successful sandwich brand, I have no real experience <laughs> to speak of about launching a sandwich brand, right? But what I think, again, that is so powerful and so inspiring is that these two women who have really been through it in their relationships, especially in light of Scandaval this past season with, Ari with Ariana Maddox, I think it's really just fascinating to see also the trajectory on Vanderpump Rules itself that, you know, these two men on the other side of these couples slash four couples um, really floundering in their business operation and their attempt to kind of launch this bar slash restaurant called Schwartz and Sandy's. And it's covered on the show as being like, they don't know what's happening. When is it opening? What's going on? Their design elements, their line cook is quitting. I mean, it's just like, it seems like it's in, you know, to use a Yiddish expression, complete service. Like it's really just not working out at the moment for them. And these women that have a really clear vision for what they want in a sandwich shop and for the really, this really major white space in the market for what exactly they're going for is so clear. And I think it really speaks to like having a clear vision and knowing exactly what you want your product to be and launching essentially with one product, which you hear from people across the direct-to-consumer space all the time these days, is launch with one product, right? And that's a perfect example. In this case, there will probably be multiple types of sandwiches, multiple flavors, multiple varieties, multiple options. But it's very focused on one specific niche category in a saturated space that is not saturated by what exactly they're trying to do. Their brand is the major differentiator. So I hope this helps. I hope this helps to provide why I think that sandwiches are the unsung wellness hero of Scandaval. But I also hope that it helps anyone out there thinking about launching their own thing. How can you make your brand slightly different? How can you elevate the experience? And those are some nutrition-related, some very specific nutrition-related tips for doing so if you're going to launch a sandwich shop. Now, if you know someone who is listening to this or who should listen to this because they too are thinking about launching a sandwich brand or a restaurant that is focused entirely on sandwiches that is women-led, women-owned and operated, and that is intended to have that kind of feminine touch to sandwiches to create a more health-promoting product, please send this podcast episode to them. If you happen to know Ariana and Katie, send this podcast episode <laughs> to them. If you happen to know Lisa Vanderpump, maybe you want to send this podcast episode to her. Um, and that is where I'm going to leave it today. So as I mentioned earlier, please feel free to leave your thoughts, your questions in a review. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed this style, the solo episode style of episode, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to leave a rating, a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Reach out to me on social at Jacqueline London RD and I will see you guys next week. 
Thanks so much for listening to The Business of Wellness. I'm your host and executive producer, Jacqueline London. Remember that advice provided on this podcast is based on my application of research and practice as a registered dietitian and should not replace medical advice provided by your physician. If you like what you're listening to, please follow the show, leave a five-star rating, and share something you love from today's episode by leaving a review. This podcast only grows with your support. So if you enjoyed this episode, share it far and wide, it may be the one thing someone needs to hear to start building that roadmap today to secure a healthier, happier future. That's it for now. So until next time, cheers.